The richest 1% of Americans close to surpassing the wealth of the entire middle class. According to an article on Bloomberg.com by editors Tanzi and Sasso, so what is wealth and how does one increase their own wealth? We're going to get in that on today's episode and more specifically how to conduct a personal financial assessment. Welcome to the Good Samaritan Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson, where you come to get advice on money, business, and life, according to yours truly, and have a little fun while we're at it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get into it. I'm excited to get today's episode started. It's been a lot of work and a lot of uh, back and forth in my own mind on how to do this episode. I, I first want to give a shout out to uh, Justin Taylor for putting that beat together for me. I appreciate it. Um, really cool to to get something specifically made. So I'm sure we'll we'll play with it as we go through uh the the episodes on this podcast. But really cool that we we're able to get that done uh, and get that started. But let's kind of dive into today's topic. I uh, started off the show with that little snippet about wealth in the top one percent uh, almost owning as much as much wealth as uh tens of millions of people in America, uh which is really crazy when you start to think about it in that kind of way. Uh, but not so much to focus on the the parameters and maybe how they acquired that wealth, but uh, more so to focus on wealth itself. Uh, how does one build wealth? Uh, where do you start when you're thinking about building wealth? Uh, what kind of vehicles are available to you, which we'll have plenty of episodes on a number of those questions. What I really wanted to start with is how do we look at ourselves in that financial mirror? Uh, a great, a great uh, example of this um you ever notice when you wake up in the morning, uh, when you hop in the shower, you're getting ready to start your day, uh, and after you get out the shower, you have that kind of brief moment where you look in the mirror and you kind of you notice your body. You know, yeah, it's a, the only time in the day you probably see yourself naked. Uh, you kind of do a a brief self assessment. You kind of look at how you look. Uh, you get a sense of how you feel. Uh, you also think about what you ate, uh, how often you've been working out, um, and then you kind of move forward there. But in that moment. Uh, you do a a brief self-assessment, one that's uh, forced, some of you don't really think about it, but every time you get out of the shower, you kind of go, oh, you take a, a, a quick self-assessment. Well, in your financial life, I want to uh, hold up that financial mirror for you. Um, it's something that we unfortunately don't get to run into uh, every day uh, throughout the course of life. And more so, we have to go find that mirror. It's kind of hidden off in the closet somewhere. We we probably don't want to look in that mirror very often, uh, if at all, if we could if we could get around it. Um, but today, I want us to look in that mirror, see where we are, and be honest about it. Uh, it's okay to be honest. It's okay to be normal as we kind of get through this conversation. Um, but let's talk about a, a financial a financial self assessment and what that would look like. Financial self-assessment is made up of three things, your net worth, your budget, and your goal. Starting with net worth, it's basically an idea of where you are from a wealth standard. When you hear about uh, Jeff Bezos being the richest person in the world, it's based on his net worth. Uh, So we'll discuss that kind of where you are today. Your budget. Whether you have put your budget on paper or not, believe it or not, you are living on a budget. You might not uh, have put a plan to that, uh, but you have an income, you have expenses, 
understanding that budget and how to build on that budget uh, is the second thing you need to understand your financial self-assessment. And then finally, once you get an idea of where you are with the first two, the third one being your goal. Have you set a goal? Where do you want to be in your financial future? Where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? What do you want to do when you want to retire? Uh, so setting that goal. And the reason why it's third is you kind of need to have an idea of where you are with the first two and what kind of realistic goal you can set for yourself and hopefully to extend to your family and beyond. Worth. I actually have a great example of this. I'm a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. He has a song called Money Trees. And as a part of the chorus, there's a line in the chorus that states, money trees is the perfect place for shade. And that's just how I feel. It's a great uh, example of what net worth is. Your net worth can be simply a money tree that provides shade for your, your financial well-being. And what net worth is, it's a simple calculation, really. It's your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. An asset is pretty much anything that you own that holds value um, and can generate revenue for you. Not that it always might generate cash, uh, hard cash in itself, but it itself holds value. A great example is, or common examples more likely are um, homes. Uh, if you own a piece of real estate, whether it be your primary property or a real estate rental property that you own. Uh, speaking of an artist like Kendrick Lamar, uh, owning the publishing rights are assets uh, for artists and why you hear uh, about issues between uh, artists and their associates because they might have signed a contract that gives someone else more ownership of their uh, of their their music and their rights because that music generates cash. It's an asset. Uh, other common, uh, more common assets are 401ks, your retirement plans, or owning stocks and bonds. Uh, I mentioned real estate, but if you own land, um, cars technically are an asset, uh, though a lot of the time the way we finance them, they become a depreciating asset. And we'll talk about that in another episode. Uh, but your assets are pretty much anything that holds value uh, and can generate cash for you, or you can turn into cash as well. A liability is pretty much what you're liable for, what you owe. Uh, a great example of this is if you own a home, the house itself has value and you can go sell it in the open market. Uh, but if you financed it, you got a loan for that home to pay for that home. Uh, so you might have purchased a home for $200,000 and got a $180,000 loan. Uh, well, now that $180,000 goes on the liability side of that balance sheet and the home itself will go on the on the asset side and then your net worth on just the home itself for example would be a, an even twenty thousand dollars so it's a really simple calculation it kind of shows you where you are the median net worth of americans in this country uh, so half of us are below it and half of us are over it is only about ninety seven thousand dollars so really stock statistic out there uh, on net worth. When you sit down, um, hope you take some time today to sit down and take this first step of determining, you know, your financial assessment and determine what your net worth is. It's okay to 
not be perfect. It's okay if you're above the 97,000. It's okay if you're below the 97,000. Overall goal is going to have to be much higher than that, uh, which kind of gives you an idea of where we stand as a country in regards to our net worth when you look at the general population. But be okay with it. Uh, We're normal. Um, A lot of a lot of people, I can tell you, based on that median number, are not going to be happy with where their net worth is. But I will be proud of you because you've taken that first step to identify where you are. And then we can start to build and focus on, you know, how do we grow that number, Um, whether it be. Okay, the critical step number two is budgeting. Please, I would encourage you to, if you don't have a budget, to make one. If you do have a budget, to review it. If you don't have a budget, trust me, you've been on a budget. You just, you didn't know what budget you was on because you 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 haven't been following one. But you, you have income and expenses, so money's coming in, money's going out. You just have no idea where. Um, and we want to get a, a handle on that. So I would encourage you to pull up last month's bank statements or the last three-month bank statements. Uh, go through those expenses, uh, look at your income, go through those expenses, uh, determine where your net your net cash flow or your net income is uh, each month, um, begin to build your budget from there. But as you look through your budget or as you look through your uh, past bank statements, there's really a psychological factor uh, to doing this step because it gives a snapshot of what you're doing with your money right now. And I want you to look at that as honestly, uh, as fairly, and as compassionately as as possible, because we uh, have been spoiled uh, in this country with some of the uh, the lifestyles that we were able to live. And some things we take for granted, that's for sure. I think all of us uh, can agree with that. I definitely would agree with that uh, as I've you know, going on my own financial journey. But look at it honestly. How much money uh, did you spend eating out last month? That you didn't really think about it till right now. How much money uh, do you think passed uh, through your through your hands to uh, another business just to just to eat or going out in general? Um, whether it be clothing as well, uh, gadgets, man. Gadgets are expensive. Uh, cars, uh, could you, you know, what drove your decision to put you in the vehicle that you're in? Or those new Apple AirPods that came out, that those things were everywhere uh, when I first saw them. Or at least when they first came out. I mean, I couldn't, pretty much almost anyone, everyone has uh, Apple AirPods where, <laughs> wherever you go these days now. But really look at your look at your budget and your spending habits, because uh, as a part of this self-assessment, we got to we got to have a uh, as you would hear from the old folks say, come to Jesus moment. Where is that money going? And let's make that budget when you start with that budget, where I would start is uh, with your income, if you don't have one already or a budget already. List out all your expenses and start with your bare necessities. I want to know and you want to know what is the most amount of money I could have a month where I could live comfortably and maybe semi-uncomfortably depending on how you would describe it. That can be subjective. Um, But what 
um, amount of money, what's the most amount of money I could have after my income comes in minus my necessities. So my living situation, food and clothing, uh, transportation, if I need it for work. Um, if I have children, you know, obviously those same three things for them, but as well, if you have daycare expenses, if you have for a job, you know, other extracurriculars they might do. But after that, how much is left over? And what is it that you do with that leftover? Do you do you make a line item for investments? If you don't, I encourage you to make a line item for investments uh, and what investments you want to to invest in. Don't worry, we'll have plenty of uh, episodes on uh, different investment vehicles. But as we talk about budgeting, this is your plan to build your wealth to that to that level that you want to get to, as we will, we will talk about goal setting here shortly. But you can turn your cash, your income, those that check that you get every Friday, you got to tell that money what to do. Uh, otherwise, you can look at it as a lost opportunity uh, every time that money hits your account, uh, because as you've heard, time is money that that pay that you got for that last two weeks of work. Once you spend that cash, that's all in the past. Is any of that cash creating any compounded interest or any investments uh, that you've put that money into that's still generating revenue and opportunity to generate, you know, revenue and profits for you individually? So budgeting is that next piece of that self-assessment. Uh, as I mentioned with that psychological factor, this is this is who you are um, from a financial perspective on a day to day. And we have to learn how to tell our money what to do to help us get to the places we want to get to. And what kind of places do you want to get to as we talk about goal setting? Um, but look at that budget and be honest about it and include those credit cards. Don't uh, don't don't put those those uh, that little hidden secret you got sitting in your wallet or your purse. Uh, if you got two, three, four, five, eight to ten of them. Be honest about it and. um Look at that budget and determine what where that cash is going, and what it can do for you, because uh, that's your plan to to be. So we've looked at your net worth, got that laid out. We know where we're starting from. We've had a, a self-reflection on what our budget looks like now. Uh, we have an idea of how far our money can go, uh, what we're spending that money on. And now we're going to start to make a plan and tell all that money what to do. Uh, for to help us plan for our financial future. So now let's move on to the goal. Uh, what is our goal? What uh, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Is it uh, is it a bigger home? Uh, is it uh, more freedom to move around uh, in your life? Whether that be going to games or not being beholden to a to a career or a job. Maybe it's just financial security. What's your goal? What where do you want to be? What's your what's your end game? If you're an Avengers fan like I am, what's your end game? And as you get an idea of what your end game is, we want to start with that one big goal. A lot of people would imagine that and think about that in terms of retirement goals. There are some standards out there on how much money you think you should have. I think I read on Fidelity's website, you should have 10 times your salary by your 67. Uh, I think some other pundits and gurus might say 
Uh, you need, depending on kind of lifestyle you, you want to live, you might need a million dollars if you want to live on 40000 a year. Or you might need, you know, two and a half million dollars if you want to live on uh, $100,000 a year, depending on how you look at the math. But think about more so, as I mentioned before, what do you want your lifestyle to be? Is $40,000 a year enough uh, for you in retirement and how many years you expect to live? Then great. We can put that we can put that number on it. Uh, some of the math is a can get a little complicated, but if you're pulling out eight percent of your nest egg every year, uh, you need about one million dollars uh, to live on forty forty thousand dollars a year. And a million dollars is a is a big goal. Not a uh, it's not very common for Americans to make it to a million dollars. And I'm sure as you heard me say forty thousand dollars a year, you're like. That's not enough money, not for a year. Like I, I want my golden years to be fantastic and awesome. I wanna, I wanna travel. I wanna be able to go to a game on a, on a, on a whim that's across the country, or stay the night uh, in Miami if I want to. I wanna go on cruises and I wanna experience life and go to museums and go to go do things I've never done before. And I wanna have money to to enjoy those things. So $40,000 is nowhere near enough. But I'm telling you, you need close to a million dollars if you want to have a $40,000 a year uh, lifestyle. And if you want it to be more extravagant than that, we got to think big, which is okay. Which is okay. We just got to have a plan. So now that you've got that idea in your mind, if you need $1 million or $2 million or $5 million or you want to be at $10 million dollars, uh, in a nest egg for retirement to live out your golden years. We work from that number and we work backwards. How much money do I need to put into investment vehicles like my 401k or if I want to buy real estate uh, or if I'm an inventor or if I'm um, trying to find more assets to help me get to that number? Because as we talked before with net worth, those assets can be those money trees, like Kendrick Lamar says, to help us get where we want to go. We gotta, we gotta go acquire them, or create them. Uh, be creative, um, be tactical, have a strategy. So as we looked at our self-assessment, in those first two steps, we know where we are. How how much money do I need to be investing? to get to that $3 million mark that I'm now thinking that I need uh, in my nest egg to have the life that I want. And then we can go look at the budget as we talked about before. How committed are you to executing that budget and how, how much do you wanna grind and squeeze every dollar you can uh, out of that budget and set that line item for investment after your expenses? And we'll have a whole uh, episode on budgeting because budgeting is a very uh, intimate conversation, uh, one that requires a lot of motivation and a lot of uh, self-reflection, uh, as we t- which is why it's a, such a key component of the self-assessment process. Because if you want to get to $3 million in that nest egg without hitting the lottery or getting that money passed down to you from uh, from someone that uh, 
decided to 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 send that your way when they passed away, you're gonna have to grind for it. You're gonna have to work for it. You're gonna have to make uh, smart decisions to get there. You're gonna have to make sacrifices. And I briefly mentioned about living semi uncomfortably. Man, I sure would like to buy that brand new Tesla that just came off the lot, but it's eighty thousand dollars. And maybe I have the credit worthiness or, you know, I got 40K stacked away. I can put down half on the car, put the other finance, the other 40K and get and get my Tesla. But what if I told you if you just like electric cars? The Chevy Bolt is a nice one. Doesn't have all the bells and whistles and isn't as luxurious and maybe it's not keeping up with the Joneses, but you can get one with low miles on it. Used 20000 If you want to go lower than that, you definitely can, uh, depending on the sacrifice you want to make. And now you buy that car, 15, 20K cash money, you got $20,000 left over. What do you think I would tell you to suggest to do with that? Invest it. Buy a rental property. Put 20000 down on a rental property. Get your cash flow moving. Add another asset on your balance sheet. Think about that goal. Really hold on to that lifestyle that you are aspiring to be a part of. And as good as it will feel to be there. But that road to get there, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require grit and fight. It's going to require creativity. What do I mean by creativity? Whatever your income level is right now, you can do more. You can do more. We have the gig economy these days. You can have a side hustle, anything to help make extra money that you can put towards your investments or paying down debt or riding your financial ship is that much closer to getting you to your goal. But you got to plan it. You got to focus on it. You got to hold on to it tight because no one's going to fight for it as hard as you. So goal setting is really important because it it determines how hard you got to work or how creative you you need to be to get to that lifestyle uh, that you're looking forward to living. Not everyone wants three million dollars or five million or ten million. It's about finding what that number is. That's going to help you live the lifestyle you want to live. That's going to make you happy, ultimately. And that's what we're looking for. I hope you enjoyed today's show just as much as I, I did making it. Uh, it's my first go around, so I'm excited to, to get to episode number two. But the number one thing you should take away from today's show is sit down today and determine what is your current net worth. What is your current financial situation and budget and what that looks like and what are your goals don't put this off till tomorrow or next week or next month do it today and set that goal that you want to achieve think about that big goal first and then start making those building blocks if it's save a thousand dollars then get to fifteen hundred dollars then two thousand dollars and keep building from there but set your big goal then make some micro mini goals to build those steps 
taking that stairway up to that big hole. Show one is officially in the books. It was a pleasure. Glad you guys could join us today uh, for this episode. You can reach out to us at thegoodsamaritan at gmail.com. We'd love to get your feedback, your questions, uh, anything you'd like to share. We'd love to cover those in future episodes. Uh, you also can catch us on Instagram as well. Our handle is the Good Samaritan Podcast um, by yours truly. So you'll be able to see my picture there as well as the same uh, the same title that you see uh, on your, your podcast uh, apps as well. So we're getting things rolling. But no matter where you are in your financial journey, always take the time to be a good Samaritan.